welcome. You are listening to OPOD's Occupational Health Podcast. This is a podcast series by the Occupational Health Clinics for Ontario Workers, where we discuss the challenges of current and emerging trends in occupational health and offer effective prevention strategies to empower workers. Hello, everyone. I'm Dwayne Fuchs, registered kinesiologist and ergonomist at the OCAL Clinic here in Thunder Bay. And I'm Melissa Statham, Canadian Certified Professional Ergonomist at the OCAO Clinic in Windsor. And today we're going to be talking about ergonomics as it relates to fall and yard cleanup, different garden chores, and just that general preparation for winter. Well, that's a pretty appropriate topic for this time of year, Melissa, as it's fast approaching and everyone, even those people that live in apartments or condominiums, generally need to do at least some things related to fall cleanup. This time of year tends to sneak up on us and everything needs to get done right away. Like any of your garden chores, yard waste cleanup, gardening, different harvesting of certain crops are occurring now and cleanup of even perennial gardens, cleaning the gutters and just putting away that different furniture or equipment that you may have had stored outside. And when you do all this, we need to bring it back to the basics of manual material handling. So when we talk about manual material handling, we're looking at lifting and lowering, pushing and pulling and carrying. Hey, that's pretty interesting that you bring that up because I don't think a lot of people view it that way. They don't think about those types of things when they're doing things that they might consider as quick and easy. We should be looking at the general things that we need to be doing in preparation for manual material handling, things such as uh, preparing ourselves, number one, mentally preparing ourselves, figuring out what it is we're going to do, but also physically doing a, a light warm up and maybe some stretches making sure that when we're doing things, we're taking some breaks. In all work tasks, we need to be also looking at our PPE, wearing things such as safety glasses and gloves and and use steel toe boots or, or at least safety shoes, something that's not going to cause us injury. And I guess in addition to that, we should also be looking at the appropriate equipment that we might use when we're doing certain things, carrying, lifting, moving, In terms of manual material handling, we can't perform on our own. So we should be planning ahead and thinking about what it is that we might use to help us perform these tools in proper postures and also without having to use too much muscular effort on our own. And we have to also view to see whether we're capable of performing these tasks on our own. This tends to sneak up on us, so all of a sudden, it's late fall and we have to put everything away. And there may or may not be the equipment available to help us, and there may or may not be other people. So we need to plan ahead in order to look and see what it is we're potentially doing. Do you have any ideas about specifically related to lifting and lowering or carrying objects that we could provide for people? For sure. It kind of goes with anything that you go to lift and lower. And I just want to bring back to the point you said, you should probably should plan ahead in the terms of you don't want to do all your fall or yard cleanup in one day. I am so guilty of that. And then you end up really burning your body out by the end of the day because you have done too much. When it comes to lifting, lowering, and carrying, you want to make sure you test the weight or if you know the weight of something you're going to lift, if you know ahead of time it's going to be heavy, so you either have a partner using some type of equipment, like 
like a wheelbarrow or a dolly. And you want to employ those correct lifting techniques. So you want to have a stable base. You want to move your feet. You don't want to be twisting your torso. You want to bend down, bend your legs, don't bend over with your back. You just want to make sure that when you go to lift something that we're looking at appropriate loading on the spine. A lot of times we have a tendency to lift things, especially when we're in a hurry awkwardly. So we need to make sure that we get in the best posture possible when we go to lift something. And then keep in mind too, a lot of the things that we may be lifting might be a different size of an object. It might be something that is like water in tubs or something. I'm thinking of pool cleanup. Those jugs, the weight can shift easily. So you need to keep all of that in mind. Good point. The things we're going to be moving and pushing and pulling and putting away generally at this time of year are not regular shaped. It's not like we're going to be moving boxes or those types of things. So also when we're looking at that, you mentioned earlier about utilizing wheelbarrow or a buggy or a wagon. Those things are important as tools to help you move some of these objects, leaves, garbage, any other types of equipment that you might be having to move around, even furniture, uh, lawn ornaments, those types of things. Don't be afraid to use things like the buggies and the wagons. And it's important to make sure that they're maintained properly. Tire inflation on your wheelbarrow or your buggy is very important. And if the tire is too low, you're going to get more resistance in terms of pushing it. It's going to bounce more, those types of things. You really need to look at those. And again, the way you mentioned earlier about using your legs, keeping your posture in a correct position so that you're using your core and performing these movements in proper movement mechanics. It's much easier to push an object than it is to pull it. Sometimes people think it's easier to pull it, but it changes our posture. In order to pull something and walk backwards, we either have to have eyes in the back of our head or we have to turn and twist. So that means now we're walking and moving and imparting forces in an awkward twisting type posture. So always try to push objects if possible. You put your objects into a wheelbarrow and you push that wheelbarrow. And then even something like moving, pushing, pulling, carrying, things like ladders. When we're doing things such as potentially, you know, cleaning out your eaves trough or your gutters or, or even storing things in your garage, high up in your garage, in the rafters, in the attic, those types of things, we may require the use of a ladder. Well, ladders tend to be long, so you need to really look at how you're moving them and how you're carrying them. And you should use a partner, somebody to help you move those things so that you're not struggling with something that's 8, 10, 12, or 14 feet long. And then in terms of the ladder, when you're looking at a ladder and you're trying to use one, make sure it's in good repair. Maintenance and preparation are the key to using equipment. Well, make sure that those ladders have no loose rungs, no loose hinges. They're not coated in dirt or grease because that makes them slippery and things like that. Make sure that when you're using them, you're looking at safety. Every time that you climb, you should have somebody with you. You should have somebody holding the ladder for you making sure that you're okay on that ladder, passing you equipment up or down. If you're removing something, you need to have somebody to pass it down to. Very, very important. People don't think about that. A lot of people might only use a ladder once a year, you know, and always make sure you face towards the ladder while you're climbing up it. 
All those things are general in terms of movements and manual material handling and lifting, but there's something we need to keep in mind always. And like you said, especially at this time, when you have an individual such as yourself that might wait and do it all in one day. Oh, for sure. And it does seem like common sense kind of things like facing the ladder. But when you get going quickly and trying to do things at the same time, it's easy to forget those mechanics. So I think those are really important points you've made, Dwayne. And just for those in Southern Ontario, garage is the same as garage here. Um, That Northern Ontario uh, accent there. You really hear it, Dwayne. So when we're talking about all those things that they make sense, but when we're looking at specific tasks like raking and yard waste, Are there certain things that we should be using or certain equipment that is better than other equipment for doing tasks like that, Dwayne? Well, yes, of course. Uh, Again, goes back to the choice of equipment. When you're raking leaves or or thatch or, or cleaning up anything in your yard, make sure that you're selecting the right equipment. Select the right type of rake for one, but it's important to choose the right equipment for the right job. It's also important to make sure that something like your rake is the right size for you. You want to make sure that the handle is long enough so that it will allow you to stand more in an upright position while still being able to contact the ground or the surface that you're raking with the end of the rake. I see a lot of people, rakes are small, especially tall people, you know, someone that's six foot one, six foot three, they get a rake that's too small and then now they're in a bent over position and they're trying to rake their objects at the same time. If your rake is too wide and too large for you, you have a tendency of trying to move too much material. So now it's increasing the forces that you're imparting. So if you have a lot of material and you have a tendency of doing that, then maybe you should be looking at getting a rake that's a little bit smaller. Even a fan rake, some of them can be as wide as three and a half, four feet. Others are as small as maybe a foot, foot and a half wide. So by getting a rake that has a smaller surface area, you won't be required to utilize as much force to move the material that you're trying to move. The other thing is when you're using the rake, make sure you're raking directly in front of you. Try not to be raking off to the side so that you're twisting. We want to avoid twisting at the waist and at the torso as much as possible. What you want to be doing is reach your arms forward as much as you can comfortably without having to bend at the torso. And then move your arms and your feet backwards as you're moving the materials. Okay, you don't want to be standing there and reaching and moving at the waist and the torso. Use your whole body and move in a stepping type motion. Try your best to avoid bending and twisting. It's also sometimes a good idea to do it, you know, in a staggered stance with one leg forward so that now you're in a stronger position so that you can move back and forth without having to have those extra movements. When it comes to picking up the material, same thing. Remember to bend at your hips and your knees and try to keep the torso in an upright posture. Try to use moderation. Yes, a lot of people want to rake their leaves into one big, huge pile. That's fine. But when you're picking them up, use smaller piles, pick up limited amounts at a time, and then place them into whatever container you're putting them in, a wheelbarrow, a bag, a box, whatever it is, put that container very close to where you are. Pick up small things at a time, small piles. 
you're better off having to squat down more times than to try to lift up something that's very heavy for you because that obviously increases the force and increases your chance of getting injured again. And lastly, with something like raking, take breaks. Schedule your things so that you take breaks. Maybe you do the actual motion of raking for five minutes, then pick up the piles, then take an actual break where you're not, you're not doing anything to do with raking leaves, then go back and do it again and do that cyclically. If we have a large yard, you know, you'll see people out there raking for hours. Well, if the next day you have blisters on your hands, you've obviously taken too long of time without taking a break. Very important to take those breaks. For sure. And I mean, with the blisters too, I think as well, just make sure you wear gloves. I find wearing gloves anytime I'm raking to be important. And then also when you were mentioning about filling the bags, also don't fill those bags so full that then they're heavy to move. Cause I mean, they need to go at the end of the road for yard waste pickup. So you don't want to be lugging these heavy bags to the end of the road either. And then also, too, there's uh, leaf blowers that you could use, too, to eliminate raking completely and making the job a little bit more efficient, um, especially for those big yards, right? The other thing that we haven't talked about yet, but we mentioned was this whole idea of gardening, harvesting, and flower beds. So we need to remember anything that we're lifting, that we're bending uh, properly, we're hinging at the hips and our knees when we're pulling weeds. We don't want to be in that bending stance. So if you're doing gardens, you can either have one of those kneeling pads, you can sit down. You want to make sure you get yourself into a neutral posture and you avoid arm and side rotation because this type of duty is performed repetitively. So when you're cleaning those gardens, so get in a good posture when you're doing that. And just like Dwayne mentioned before, it's important to take these micro breaks. If you're pulling weeds for 10 minutes, maybe allow for five minutes on each each side too. Like, so use your left and right arm because we do have tendency to use one more than the other and then give yourself a break or vary your task. You know, if you were raking leaves and then you went to go do some of this type of garden bed cleanup, change it up. Don't try to do all of one task at one time and just make sure you're utilizing the appropriate tools when you are doing these tasks. So like Dwayne mentioned, a lot of times with cleaning up the garden beds, you'll get a rake in there because a lot of times leaves are in there or different debris, make sure you use the appropriate size of rake as well. And then, Dwayne, you had mentioned using ladders and cleaning gutters, which I'm sure is everybody's favorite thing to do. I send my husband up to the eaves troughs, not myself. But what are some things we should keep in mind when we're doing that task? Well, as I mentioned earlier, safety first. Anytime that you elevate yourself off of the ground, there's potential of injury. So keep in mind the safety aspect more importantly than anything else. So when you choose to do that, first of all, keep in mind what the weather's like. I mean, if it's damp and rainy, you don't want to do that because it increases, you know, your chance of slippage off the ladder. Always perform this type of task with a partner. Even if that partner is not very strong or can't maybe physically help you too much, the least they can do is help you place the ladder into position and hold the ladder for you so that it doesn't slip away and doesn't move on you. And also for them to help pass tools to you, those types of things. But once you're on the ladder, try to avoid awkward postures. Try your best to avoid reaching a long distance. And it's a good idea to have something like a small bucket and maybe a rope so that you can lower it down slowly. Your partner at the bottom can empty it. You can pull it back up and continue on. 
In addition, you can also use things like a hose or a pressure washer to help push the waste along the gutters. Or if it's really dry out, you can use something like a leaf floor. So we talked about things like raking and gardening and things like that. But what about storage? What about putting away those, those items? Melissa, our lawn furniture, our, our little decorative gnomes. Oh, all, yes. <laughs> all, of those, all of those types of things. Get all those gnomes up and out of the garden. You want to make sure that they're um, bright for the next summer, not faded in color. But a lot of it comes down to these same basic principles of manual material handling. So we've talked about the way you lift things. You want to bend at the knees and the hips. You don't want to bend over. You want to make sure any equipment that you've been used is clean and well-maintained. So that way it's easy to move. So it's things like your push lawnmower. You want to clean that up for the end of the season because if you go to take it out in the spring and you haven't cleaned it up those tires are going to be full of gunk and it's just going to make that task more difficult for you later on you want to make sure that you place any winter equipment close to where you're going to be taking it out and you want to use partners anytime you can when you're moving anything larger so all these same principles that we've talked about for the other task and some of these lawn furniture and patio sets can be quite large. So those are definitely something that you want to make sure that you have a partner to help you when you're going to store things like that. Make sure, you know, you take things off of them, you know, your cushions and all of that. Take that off before then you lift the actual frame because it's going to make it lighter for you. And really, it it just comes back to those same safe principles of lifting. Like I've just mentioned, you don't want to bend. You don't want to twist your torso. You don't want to have awkward reaches and use equipment that's available to you. If you have dollies, if you have different types of carts, use that thing because it's all about working smarter, not harder. We want to be healthy at the end of doing all of this yard cleanup. You don't want to be bedridden on uh, watching football on Sundays, or maybe you do, right, Dwayne? (laughs) Well, it depends on who's playing, I guess. But yeah, very good points, Melissa. I know people listening to our podcast must think that we're repeating the same things over and over, which we are. And and the reason we are repeating these things over and over is because they're so important and we all forget so often to adhere by these principles. And with a lot of the things we do, almost everything we do, we need to remember those things because thinking about your postures and thinking about decreasing the forces go a long, long way to eliminating or decreasing our injury potential. And overall, all of these things that we talked about need to be done. And this is the time of year that we always think about doing them. And come the time of year when school starts is when you should start considering planning out these fall tasks so that you have a few months to get them ready before the snow goes and before you need to start preparing for the snow removal. Right, Melissa? Oh, gosh, yeah. Let's not talk about that. I mean, you get way more snow there, but I don't want to think about that right now. Enjoying the cool mornings and nights and sunny throughout the day right now. But thanks for joining us, everybody, on our podcast. And we look forward to creating more content for you. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful day. For more information about this podcast, including show notes and companion materials, go to our website, www.ohcow.on.ca If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast channel to ensure you receive notification of our latest episode. As well, check us out on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you for joining us.